Hello, everybody. Adam Parks here with another episode of Receivables Roundtable. Today, I'm here with some good friends that are joining me from the National Creditors Bar Association, better known as the NCBA. Today, I have Barbara Nielsen, who's their current president and also uh, works with Blinton Gaines. And I have Liz Terry, the executive director uh, for NCBA. How are you guys doing today? Really good. We're hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate you guys coming on, having a chat with me today. It's always fun to get to hang out with my NCBA friends. And as we're starting to prepare for 2024, um, I wanted to make sure that everybody knew what's hot and on the agenda uh, for the National Creditors Bar Association next year. So let me kind of kick this off with um, kind of an introduction for Barbara. And I know we've had an opportunity to meet a couple times throughout the years. But for anybody who has not been as lucky as me to meet you in person, could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you got to the seat that you're in today? Yeah, so um, it was uh, just about 18 years ago, I was licensed as a new attorney and I started at the law firm of Friedman and Somo Lindbergh and Rappi in Illinois. We practiced creditors' rights, foreclosure, and real estate transactions. Um, in July of 2013, I was named a partner at that firm. And in 2015, our collections practice combined with the law firm of Blinton Gaines, where I am currently a partner and chief compliance officer. Um, It was 2017 when I was first appointed to the board of NCBA by then President Harvey Moore. Um, to a vacant seat. I then went on to serve on the executive committee for both Mark Groves and Steve Markoff. Hmm. And as you said, recently was sworn in as the president of the NCBA. Well, congratulations. That's a, a big accomplishment. And I know personally how much time, energy, and effort you personally have to put into an organization um, as you kind of go through that executive committee process and, and eventually becoming president of an association is a, is a big lift. So I think the whole industry thanks you for your service. Um, you know, but from a Blinton Gain standpoint, can you tell everyone a little bit about the firm and what it is that you do there? Sure. So we practice creditors' rights in seven different states. We are in Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Wisconsin, Missouri, Arizona, and Kansas. Um, We represent local, regional, national clients um, in all areas of creditors' rights. Well, you're a well-known firm around the industry, so I'm pretty sure most of our uh, most of our audience is already familiar with Blinton Gaines, and thank you so much for coming on today. Um, we also have with us Liz Terry, who's the Executive Director for NCBA and a frequent guest on the Receivables Roundtable. So Liz, can you tell everyone a little bit about your background and how you got to the seat that you're in today? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll be brief since, you, as you said, I've done this for you all before, um, but I grew up in the association world. I live in Washington, D.C., where there's a trade association for everything. Um, and I mostly had a my time has been in the finance space in different roles um, and different um, segments of the finance industry, in, including consumer. So, I, you know, I came into this role eyes wide open on what the CFPB is about, um, what, you know, how credit works, how um, how our members are servicing 
um, the creditors and working with them. So I've learned a lot since I'm about, I'm actually four months in, or sorry, four years in. Um, and there's, it's been a journey. Well, it's, been awesome. <laughs> I, I've, it's really been a lot of fun to come to the events and kind of um, continue to keep my finger on the pulse of what you guys have been up to. Um, and so as I'm going and starting to prepare for my 2024 travel plans uh, and organizing all of that, we know we've got a couple of events coming up next year and the schedule has been a little different than um, kind of the historical schedule. So what's hot on the presses for, uh, for the events for NCBA in 2024? Yeah, so in 2024, we um, we have something a little bit different going on as we did last year. So like most national and professional trade associations, we moved to one large annual conference, and that's NCBA Connect, which will be hosted in October. We also have our executive experience, which is in April. And NCB, NCBA Connect, our large annual conference, is, I mean, it, the name really kind of says it all, right? So you go to NCBA Connect and it is the opportunity to connect with other creditors' rights lawyers. Um, some bring law firm staff. We have vendors, um, clients from local, regional, national areas. We provide access with registration to CLE educational events. Um, we have a very large exhibit hall and we do both, um, social and, um, social networking events. Yeah. I mean, NCBA connect has always been, I mean, historically right now it's connect, but historically that's always been an incredible opportunity, um, from a, a legal perspective. And as I look at the disciplines across the industry, um, you know, NCBA kind of brings together that whole litigation side of the world, but that also brings a lot of those of us that place into that world, right? So the creditors, the debt buyers, and it just becomes a, a really cool environment to bring everybody together. You guys also seem to choose some really nice hotels. Um, and what I, one of, one of my favorite things about the last couple of, of conferences that we've gone to is that it's had like that big open bar area in the lobbies, which has really been a prime spot for networking. So like even, um, even after people are coming back from dinners, right? Like we all go to a reception then post dinner when we're all coming back, like there's one big place where everybody's congregating and it gives you an opportunity to not only have that more formal networking opportunity, but also that informal getting to know you kind of environment, which for me has always been a very important part of going to live events. And so our second event, um, the executive experience, as I was kind of explaining, is in April in Unlike NCBA Connect, it's really a more intimate setting. It is for law firm executives, up-and-coming leaders in law firms, managing partners, and it really provides a, a space where we can get together and collaborate and, and talk and plan, and it's more geared towards managing your law firm. Okay, so that that's more of a um, working in your business. Or I'm sorry, working on your business versus working in your business type of an event where we talk about kind of how to improve our own operations. I always love those kinds of events too, because that provides a very different experience. We spend all day working in our businesses and keeping things moving forward that an opportunity to take a step back with our peers and have those discussions, I think provides a different level of, um, of communication and opportunity. 
Um, sounds like you guys get some exciting things. Where are the events going to be in 2024? Just so that I can start planning my flights. First in April is the executive experiences in Frisco. So okay. basically Dallas. Um, and then we are in New Orleans in October. For very class. interesting. That'll be my first trip to New Orleans. So very much looking forward to getting out there. Mine too. And, uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I keep hearing that. I find that so funny. <laughs> That's great. Glad we're bringing people. To I, look, places. it makes it a lot of fun. I mean, there's a lot of cities that I've had to the opportunity. I'd never been to Denver before, um, you know, earlier this year. Like there, it, it's been fun to kind of jump around the country and have an opportunity to see those um, those different events and locations. Um, so I know beyond just events, right? Like that's not the whole NZBA picture. We also want to make sure that we take a little bit of time to talk about some of the advocacy efforts that you are undertaking on behalf of the industry. Can you talk a little bit about some of the, the yeah. things that you're have planned for 2024? Yes. Um, so I am excited to announce that our board has um, really doubled down, <laughs> literally, um, and given us the go-ahead to hire an additional um, person on our government affairs team. So we're taking, if many people know Nathan Wilner, and he's handled amicus, federal, state, and everything in between. Um, and at the federal level, that's regulatory and legislative, state level, um, somewhat that as well. Um, and what we were hearing from our members was they really, they really need help at the state level. There's a lot going on. Um, you can't keep up. And the national voice could be useful in helping in having a consistent message, helping to steer and connect with the right um, stakeholders in, in as things pop up. And so we are literally turning Nathan's job into two. We'll have a government affairs officer, or we um, just hired a government affairs officer who will handle mm -hmm. federal issues. Um, and that will be, as I said, regulatory, um, pr primarily the CFPB, as well as legislative. Um, and Nathan will focus more on the state level um, and being a resource and um, part on boots on the ground, essentially, in all the states helping the SCBAs as they tackle different challenges coming their way. Um, Amicus will continue to sort of be a dual, the, the two will share it, um, depending on if it's a federal issue or a state issue, it's just great for them both to be up to speed. So we will we'll keep that program going. Um, and we're really hoping to grow our SCBA um, relationships and ability to, to help them tackle it, um, block and tackle. Well, it, it takes a lot of education. Um, and I think as you start dealing with these state level issues and the volume of state level issues that we're dealing with right now, it does just require additional resources to continue to maintain the same level of effectiveness in a much larger pool. Yeah, it was definitely one of those topics that kept coming back to the forefront at our most recent executive experience. And at every roundtable I led, it constantly went back to our members saying we we need more support at the state level from NCBA and I think it's great that we took that feedback and you know Liz was able to effectuate this change and I, I really look forward to you know what's to come and I will say it wasn't just um in an investment in resources from a human capital. Um, we've also increased our budget lines for our SCBA grant program, for our amicus program. Um, so we are looking to be involved and be seen as part of 
the solution or the help in our industry. Um, so that I'm really proud that our board has stepped up in that way and, and is investing. Well, it sounds like your, your board has gone through some transitions too. And I know one of the things that I harped on a lot as president of RMAI is the next generation of leadership. And I know that's a discussion that we've had many times throughout the years, you know, so as you guys have, have kind of been going through this, um, this transition as a, as an organization, you know, what have you been doing different things to try and bring new leadership to the forefront? We have um, something exciting that our board recently changed as well is we changed our election process and we developed what's called the what we call the LDC or the Leadership Development Committee. And what that group does is spend the year prior to elections identifying our next up and coming leaders and having them you know, join committees and learn more about NCBA and kind of helping to guide them through that process that for some people it could be um, scary. They may not understand it. They may think it's they don't have the time or it's too much work or we're not looking for them. And I think that this change to the Leadership Development Committee also allows us to um, find board members with characteristics or traits or locations that that input is really necessary when we try to represent our membership as a whole and really identifying who those next people would be. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, develop it. It's always the same challenge, I think, when it comes to trade associations, when you're trying to recruit the next level of talent, because it's either they don't feel like they, um, have an opportunity, right? Like I've, I've definitely heard the conversations about the good old boys club and those kinds of things where people just don't feel like they're ever going to be able to get to the inside. So finding new ways to uh, encourage, embrace, and and kind of move those processes forward for people to take away the, uh, the unknown, right? Because the only thing we really fear is the unknown. And so when you help people understand, like, what is the real time commitment going into it? And as you go up the path and the closer you get to president, the more work it is right? Like, let's just be honest. <laughs> um, you definitely end up kind of piling on the work over time. But um, I feel like it's it's almost like after good exercise, right? Like you just become stronger through the years um, until you kind of hit that that peak. Um, so it sounds like you guys are up to some really interesting things. Is there anything else going on right now at NCBA that the industry should be kind of thinking about as we prepare for 2024? I think we're all getting ready or at least evaluating um, 1033 at the CFPB, to the, which is like the data um, protection and, and understanding what the banks are going to be asking of us. I think that's one mm-hmm. thing on our radar. Um, I think a more fun thing that we have coming up, we didn't really mention as a, as a key event, but it, it is as we as a board, plus any guests who are interested, um, are going to do a live Hill Day in May this year. Um, And that's an important step for us. We haven't had our whole board do that previously. It's been just volunteer Mm -hmm. among all our members and I'm excited to to bring the board. I think that there's a cachet that's important for the Hill to see us all at once. Um, And and it just builds the strength of our our advocacy program in general. So that one I didn't bring up, but I am excited. That sounds like an exciting time, right? And and what an important aspect of what you're trying to accomplish, especially as you're going after all of the state work, all of this federal work, bringing everybody together and doing some FaceTime in D.C. Um, is always a, a worthwhile adventure. I'm, I'm going to throw adventure there as my descriptive word. Yeah. 
It's uh, that it is, but you know, we appreciate you guys continuing to put up the good fight because it is, we are such an, an essential part of the credit ecosystem. It's important that all the different disciplines of receivables management continue moving forward and defending ourselves and each other. Um, but I really thank you guys for coming on and having a chat with me today. This has been just a really great discussion. I appreciate all of your insights and really looking forward to seeing both of you in 2024 at some of the NCBA events. Thank you. Awesome. For Thanks, those of you that are watching, if you have additional questions you'd like to ask us, you can leave those in the comments on LinkedIn or YouTube. If you have additional topics you'd like to see us discuss, you can leave those in the comments below as well. And hopefully I can get these ladies to come back at least one more time to help me continue creating great content for a great industry. But until next time, ladies, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah. And for those of you that are watching, thank you for Take your care. time as well. We'll talk to you all again soon. Bye, everybody.